So our local coffee shop, I, I may have told you this, our local coffee shop in the drive-thru asks for your name and they write it on your cup. Uh-huh. And because of the PA system or whatever, they have the hardest time with my name. And so for, for a long time, so I, I'd say Keith and they'd write Steve or, or you know, different things. Um, and for a long time, I started giving them the wrong name on purpose. And my kids would get really confused. Dad, why did you tell them your name was Josh? And over and over again, and I gave some funny name once. And, you know, of course, I handed my debit card, which clearly says Keith on it. Uh, and so sometimes they look and they're kind of, you know, confused. Well, I decided to give them another chance and um, started using my real name again through the drive through And pretty, I've had good luck with it. They've, they've said Keith over and over again. I make sure to really enunciate the K and the TH so they don't just make up some other long E name. Um, but I did get my favorite one uh, just two weeks ago. My wife, um, I think, is who noticed it first, uh, and my name was Gene <laughs> on my coffee cup. Yeah, Keith, uh, so then I went Gene? to a meeting and had this coffee cup on Zoom that had Gene written across <laughs> across it. And um, so, any case, um, better than Kevin, but still not my name. Keith has just been walking into like Starbucks types establishments and just swooping other men's drinks. <laughs> just walking out. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. We are going to talk about hope today, but before we do, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. One is the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Mental Health Center or Johnson County government. And second, um, thank you all for listening. We've had a lot of you who've been with us from the very beginning. We're uh, about nine months into this venture and have had a lot of fun recording these episodes and, and heard a lot of great feedback of how these have helped folks and had a lot of really fun conversations offline with you, the listeners, about things you're hearing in the podcast and how they are meaningful to you. And so that means a lot to us. So thank you. And with that, let's jump into this topic. We've talked about hope in a few different episodes particularly as a protective factor when it comes to mental health. Jumping back to the lighter side of that, I want to talk about what hope means a little bit. And John, what does hope mean to you? Yeah, um, so hope is is something that's very near and dear to um, my work as a, as a mental health professional. And, and um, like you said, it is something that I'm listening for um, and that I'm pretty accustomed to talking about with people. It's, it's really something that, that I can really kind of say genuinely is is probably one of the most important um, attributes in mental health recovery. It's because hope for me is um, is possibility. Um, and, and even beyond possibility, I think that that hope really pushes against what is seemingly impossible as well. It's the primary driver of, of change and um, and ultimately, we all have it. It's this intangible thing that we, that we all have, and we wouldn't be here today, um, and, and we are here, thankfully, w- without it. So um, hope is possibility, and it pushes against uh, what is impossible. So it's, it's crucial not only for, for folks that, that are stepping into the recovery process, but it, it's also so crucial for, for anybody who's helping another person to be able to hold hope and, and to be able to push against what's seemingly impossible. So that, that makes me think of uh, a scene from Star Wars, because I've been watching lots of Star Wars. Oh, really? 
Yeah, really. <laughs> you do um, say. Uh, yep, yep. And so I'm in the minority here. My, my favorite Star Wars movie of all of them is Rogue One. And that movie is all, I mean, it's almost cheesy in some ways about the uh, the theme of hope in it because it makes it so explicit. Like it's not just like an underlying theme throughout the movie. It's like in the dialogue multiple times part of the movie. And But there's a sense, like literally a scene where everyone, like the whole like war council of rebels uh, is basically saying there is no hope. We're going to all die and lose and we can't fight and do this. This is an impossible mission. And uh, of course, Jen Erso, the uh, main character and the namesake of one of my dogs, Erso, uh, then like talks about we have hope. Uh, and she's, you know, had this whole journey of her own uh, development and growth throughout the movie. Uh, and then, of course, they go and they, they get the information that sets up what is we now know as the original trilogy of movies. Uh, and so in any case, it just reminds me of that where people have no hope and kind of have resigned themselves to losing, to being under the empire, or even dying. But then the main character has hope that something might happen. It seems impossible. We have to try. And then, of course, that makes for a good movie. So. Well, I have not really seen the Star Wars movies, and I think you just spoiled them for me. So. I haven't seen them either. Just like you can't spoil history, right? <laughs> you heard that saying? You can't spoil history. You can't spoil Star Wars. I mean, no. No. So I still need to watch them, huh? Okay. <laughs> There's also been four Star Wars movies, if I'm counting right, that have come out since that one, and so I'm really not too worried about spoilers for that. Yeah. I, as you were talking, it was, it was super interesting. I, gosh, both of you. The word impossible was it's the right stuck out, obviously, um, from John and Keith, as you were talking, as again, just even how it's <clears throat> how hope is portrayed in a movie that somebody is kind of going into even battle within an ex. Um, I'm going to use the word expectation. You didn't, so I'm sorry to put words in your mouth, but I had to think on this a lot. I find hope in kind of very, um, in my, my spiritual safety wor world, right? It's a very spiritual sure. word for me. So yeah. what does hope mean? Like, how do you take this abstract kind of spiritual thing and put it into a, a, a sentence or a definition? What does it mean to me? And I'm a communicator, so I had to figure that out. I had to put words behind it. Communicate your expectations. I say it all the time. You've heard it in the podcast. And so to me, I had to write it down because I really kind of felt it was profound for myself that amidst life's unexpected twists and turns, hope allows me to expect success. Mm. So in your movie, against whatever odds they had, they went into it expecting their success, no matter the odds. In your scenario, right, it, to succeed might be impossible, but I will go into something with the expectation I will succeed because if I go in with anything less, it's not hope. Yeah, that's so much power in um, uh, positive expectations. Um, and, and, and that's a lot of, of what I do with, with helping those, those team members and, and the folks that I've been able to kind of care for and support and in the field of mental health care 
is checking in on what their expectations are for this person and, and making sure that we're not becoming a barrier to this person's possibility. Um, the power of positive expectations uh, yeah. um, is huge. So I'm sitting here processing that. You probably can see it on my face uh, that my wheels are kind of turning processing that definition. It's, it's really profound because I was thinking about the idea about in being in an unexpected situation and then expecting success, mm-hmm. then uh, taking away then that hope in the midst of that uh, unexpected situation and how um, removing the hope in those situations, either one actually takes away your motivation to act to begin with, or you are acting, um, even if you are able to uh, initiate whatever that action is or that, that, um, that you need to do in the midst of that, not having hope that you would be successful, not having the expectation of success changes the way that you then carry out whatever that initiative or whatever the action is. Because you, if you're not expecting to succeed, you're already expecting failure. Uh, and I think that changes the way you act in the midst of that then. Interesting. Yeah. 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 The, the, the instant you stop expecting to succeed, you failure enters the picture. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the cool thing about hope is that hope allows you in my kind of worldview or this definition I've, I've conjured up for myself is that hope can allow me to course correct or change course because I've again reevaluated, reassessed my expectations. So I don't have to fail at course A. I can just have hope in my new expected success right? Having a goal is great. Believing I can meet it is hope. Yeah. An essential part. Right. Even if it's one step forward, I'm not on the step forward. And so, but again, I think it's also, again, my words, I really, again, love expectations. So I had to challenge myself and say, but Renee, hope exists when the, mostly when the unexpected or the maybe unpleasant or I don't know, just the, man, I don't want that to happen. I don't want this to happen. I've got to get somewhere new, different. Um, so again, I said the unexpected twists and turns, we have expected success. Uh, I don't, again, I don't want to like, to like marginalize that for anybody. I just had to put it in my brain. What mm. is it? What did it mean to me? Um, I don't know. I'm still going to wrestle with it. I, I know I, yeah. I can see y'all's faces and, and uh, it's it's fun and, I've been thinking about it and wrestling with it. And when, when John, you said impossible, I was like, yes, we're, yes, like we're there. Um, This is good stuff. Hope is real. Hope is powerful. Amongst stuff, right? It's, it's, mm, man. For sure. Spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about hope, I think of, even when things are dark or when you feel like you are sitting with the pain for a long time, you're taking with it um, the trust that things will get better, even if you love. Also, when I think about hope, I also, especially when talking with others, have to validate the fact that it sounds easy and it's something that can be very hard, especially for those who are experiencing depression or other mental illness. And so sometimes hope can come from people outside of you who can keep telling you and validating your feelings and letting you know that things will get better with time and 
you know, thank you for opening up to them and all of that. And the more you hear it, eventually it can become your own truth until you can find your own hope. So I, I love look, that. Yeah. So I look at hope both from an internal and an external um, perspective, because sometimes we can't do it alone. And sometimes that help we need is someone sharing their hope with us until we can find it. So yeah, let's chat. Let's chat about that a little bit. Like the idea about, um, uh, sharing hope or invoking hope in someone else. Uh, that's a, that's a neat thing to think about in these days. John mentioned it, right? So he said something earlier about holding hope. I've heard that, but not really like wrestled with it or kind of breathed it in to understand it as my own. But as I have defined hope for my own self, about my, in the midst of my twists and turns, expecting success for myself, why couldn't in the midst of your trials and tribulations, I expect success for you? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really find it interesting that we do use terms like, um, you know, give hope, take hope, hold hope, even though it's this thing that nobody can touch. It's something also that we talk about in the spiritual um, kind of realm. But um, I, I, yeah, I think the idea um, for holding hope for someone is, is crucial um, to what we do. And, and what that really means ultimately is an expression that um, you have an unwavering belief. You have no idea. I've got no clue what the future holds. But I, I do hold hope that if you stick with this, if you give it time, um, that, it, that it can get better. And um, Kate, again, crushes it with the acronyms. I love that. Hold on, pain ends. That's holding hope for somebody. And, and uh, you can do it genuinely. I, I don't like this, like, for sure, kind of like, trust me. If you mm -hmm. out, it's going to get better. Like, that's so disingenuous. I would yeah. rather... Yeah. I've, I've got no clue what's going to happen in the future, yep. but I'm, I, I'm hopeful that it gets better and I trust that it will. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's abstract. Like I can't wrap my head around that. And I, I know I just cut you off Keith and I'm sorry, but no, I just good. can't help but say it's abstract. And we do talk about it like in this tangible kind of passing of a gift and a thing and, and holding on to it. And we, we kind of personify it. We give it a, Oh man, it's it's so kind of kind of cool how it really kind of transcends a lot of conversations and a lot of places and times and people. Um, yeah, so, so maybe I can share like a story that make it makes it a little bit more tangible um, uh, for me because I was trying to think about like um, uh, exactly how this kind of plays out and in a time where I've lost hope and then maybe regained it. Somebody has given it back to me. Um, yeah, that sounds great. There was, a, there was a time a handful of years ago that I, I had a very a job that I loved um, with a team who I uh, clicked with and was very passionate about, and I lost that job um, for, for whatever reason. The contract went away, and um, I, was, I found myself unemployed uh, very quickly, which is a very uh, insecure feeling, and I went through a lot of emotions and thoughts, and during that, one of those things was maybe I should take this time to redirect the entire course of my career. I know at that point in time, I was like six years into my career. I was like, maybe I should just do something else. 
and everybody's giving me advice coming from different ways. But one person gave me, a couple people gave me this advice, but one person in particular gave me this advice and basically just said, slow down, take your time, reassess your values, align with them, and then move towards them, move in that direction. And when I reassessed my values, I started to regain that, 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 that social work and human service was all I ever wanted to do and, and all I want to spend this portion of my life doing. And, and so one thing that I wrote down that when, in thinking about this conversation was um, that, that hope is staying true to our values when we're lost, kind of that north mm-hmm. star of, of just, I'm going to move toward these things and I have no idea if it's going to work out. And it's crazy. It's come full circle. Over, I mean, I could, I could list the amount of things that have come to fruition because I've moved in that direction into that darkness um, and, and found some light within there. That takes my mind right back to Renee's definition of in the trials and turns of life and the unexpected times, hope hope is the expectation of that we'll succeed in, in success different and maybe the career success that you would name, maybe use the word success, but at the same time, having some very practical applications to what we're doing as far as career choices and movement there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, success for me is just happiness, loving what I'm doing, not necessarily that traditional version of, yeah. of money or fame or whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I mean, success is step one of the journey, right? Step one of real assessing your values realigning with your all of that is success along the way and i know we've talked you know kate and i have talked a lot about just all of us right the goal setting that we do and setting goals Mm -hmm. is great i hope that i i i have hope that i get to the end of that goal right to the finished product i feel like that almost helps me make that first step more than setting the goal itself is knowing that no, I mean, the step might result in trip, fall, flat on my face. I took the step because I had hope, not because I created some cool, smart goal. Um, I had hope to take the first step. So I think um, maybe a word I've heard a lot, right, is false promises. Don't promise me that I'm going to be better in a week. That's not hope. John spoke about it really cool earlier is saying to someone really transparently and genuinely, I don't know what next week is going to look like, mm-hmm. but I know that I've got hope that we can step out in this together. Right. That's not a fault. I love problem. it. Yeah. Right. So again, putting, and I know that we want to be helping. We want to, we want to keep it positive. Don't give a false promise. We're going to expect success, but I'm not going to promise you how or when we're going to get there. I think yeah. it comes back to themes that come up in a lot of our episodes, empathy, right? And so yeah. empathy with the person not having sympathy, it comes back to um, the episode we had Jessica on as a guest, uh, John and Jessica were both talking about the importance of saying yes and, not yes but, uh, just the mm-hmm. I mean, a person's reality and their emotions, and then saying what you can be hopeful about together with them, not in conflict or in opposition to where they're feeling. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've also talked about spirit breaking behaviors, and that's really the the the, the opposite of a spirit breaking behavior is a hope inducing behavior. The thing that people challenged me when I was um, first learning how to kind of work as a case manager with people is to ask myself prior to each appointment that I had with someone is how can I induce hope in this situation. And then to also challenge myself to look back on work that I've done and say, what were some things that I did to, to potentially break somebody's spirit, to, to, to potentially communicate that the situation was hopeless or I didn't believe that it could change. I think one of the more hopeful things that I've said this week to somebody is, and I could see the relief. It was, it, I was doing an appointment with somebody via Zoom. I could see the relief on this person's face. I just said, um, um, let's go at your pace on this. I want to go at your pace. And uh, you could tell that she's like, okay, that's not, he, th- this guy isn't going to, to force my goal through or, or isn't going to mm-hmm. process. Agree with that. One of the ways I've seen it play out in my work recently, and I wouldn't have thought of this, John, until you just suggested challenge myself, challenge yourself in asking how have I induced hope? And um, this week I found myself saying to my team, I first had to ask them, oh man, to trust me, (laughs) to do something new and different. And then I followed up with, and I'm going to do it along with you. I didn't, I don't know the outcome. It's something we're going to take on for the next two months. It is new. It is different. Some might not agree with it but we are going to step out and do it together. Because at the end of this, I know there will be success. I, I know it, I believe it, what it looks like. I'll find that out when we get there. But I, I feel that was probably the most hope inducing thing I've said this week is, and I will do it with you. Yeah. That plays right into how I understand hope. Journey with me for just a minute, because I'm gonna journey from the, the spiritual to the practical hopefully very quickly, but there's this phrase from the, the world of spirituality term that's called realized eschatology. So this phrase in the world of spirituality is like the way that you believe about uh, the end of time, whatever that might look like, if, if it exists at all, uh, that reality that you're hopeful for then changes the way you live now is, is this idea. So um, it's like, this reality, this thing you're hoping for at the end of time, because you believe that, it changes the way you live now and you experience some of that reality from the future into today. So the, then the, the practical application of that, if we're hopeful for something that's going to happen in the future, we actually can kind of experience some of that future reality in the today. So it reminds me of a couple episodes ago, I shared about my daughter who had set up a, a time the next day to talk with a friend on Zoom. Uh, and how that changed her behavior and her outlook on today because she had something to look forward to tomorrow. And so it's just this hope for me is, is this reality, right? That there's something that we're looking forward to in the future and that can change our reality today. And in some way we can experience today what we're hopeful to experience in the future. Ooh, I love that. That is, that's definitely true. That is definitely true. Your anticipation of something that could be great the next day gives you a little bit of that excitement today. And that's, that, that's minimizing, I think, kind of what that, that, that bigger, larger life context that you're thinking of. But that just made it very real for me about why a, a trip planned in the future 
why, um, uh, uh, you know, your belief and hope in the afterlife and what you believe about that and other people changes how you interact and then have your experience now. It, it, it's why it matters. It actually makes it tangible why it matters. Can, you can strip all the spirituality out of it and it, you can still experience that. Yeah. And I think the, the cool thing about all of that is from your daughter's Zoom date with her friends to John's awesome camping new experience coming up to Keith coming back to the office, Kate coming back to the office, the vacation I have planned for November. Those things, we are eager to look forward to them, not because we believe they will be disastrous. If your daughter the day before believed her Zoom friend date would be a disaster, she wouldn't look forward to it. Right. Right? Hope is the belief in this success that I don't know is going to happen. She believes it's going to be, right? Keith has put his hope and his belief that his return to work will be successful. So that brings him joy to come and engage in that process, right? Yeah. I look it, forward to things. It changes my, the way I relate to my coworkers today because I know that I'm going to see them in person in a few days. Yeah. It actually changes my conversations. It changes the way that we interact because I'm anticipating a new reality in the future. It changes my reality today. Thanks for listening to another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. Okay.